Welcome to the Two Acre Homestead Podcast. We're your host, Lisa. And Kevin. And on today's episode, we are doing our season finale. So join us as we talk about the season that was and the season that will be. Welcome to the Two Acre Homestead. Come along with us on our journey from a small, suburban homestead lifestyle to our new lifestyle homesteading in the rural countryside of Southern Arizona. We'll share with you our tips, tricks, successes, and failures from both our past suburban lifestyle to our new rural lifestyle, all all on on the the Two Acre Acre Homestead. Homestead. Welcome back. We're happy to have you guys here at our homestead. And we are at the season finale. I'm super excited. How about you, Kevin? Yeah, um, I was just thinking this has been just shy of two years doing just the podcast. Shy. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So when we go into January 2024, 20, that's January the 1st. of our third year. Yep. Crazy. But it's been cool. Yeah. It's been a good experience. So you guys, this season took a couple of twists and turns. There were some things going on on the back end um, that we don't really discuss with you guys. Um, So we're just going to take out a couple of seconds, just a brief couple of minutes rather, just to tell you how we got to the topic of finances on this particular season when we were supposed to be talking about homeschooling. So the back end, um, usually what we do is prior the season before we air, we start recording any interviews that we are, that we have planned. And um, we just had a series of cancellations. And unfortunately um, some of the cancellations were, of major and serious issues. They weren't just, you know, people canceling just to be canceling. But, um, and then there were a couple of people that we were going to interview as well, and they got a little flighty. So hopefully we will be revisiting the subject of homeschooling in a later season um, when we have better group of people lined up Um for that particular subject. But as it is, the world kind of decided to take a twist and turn. And we decided to keep up with what was going on and talk about things that are relevant to those of you who are listening, who are interested in homesteading and who are homesteading, who are trying to do it. And finances is a huge thing. And we really feel like, you know, I don't know about you, Kevin, but I really feel like in the homesteading community, we really don't talk a whole lot about finances. You hear a lot of people say, you know, pay off your debt, pay off your debt. And of course, we preach that as well. Keep, you know, pay off your debt, stay out of debt. But, you know, how do you stay out of debt? How do you 
um, get to a point where you can pay off your debt? How do you prioritize things? So how do you think we did this season on that topic? I think good. And, you know, I, I, I think I was thinking, especially when we did that episode that talked about the finances, like you mentioned, um, I was thinking about it this way. You know, there was a time, um, I, I do have a secular job, so there was a time, what I would say a few years back, where a guy I worked with didn't understand why we raised chickens and so on. And, you know, he basically said one of those comments like, well, isn't it just cheaper to, you know, get them at the store? And, <laughs> you know, maybe maybe there are things like that, yeah, that are cheaper. But I said, yeah, but that's not, you know, the only thing that goes into a decision. And um, so it's just interesting to hear people's perspectives. But I think for me, I don't know how about you, you feel about this, but I think one thing over the past few years that uh, I've learned when we've, um, you know, been on this road as far as homesteading, um, we've done more and more as time has gone on. I think it's gotten me to kind of reflect on what would it have been like 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago when this was more of the norm everywhere, at least here in the U.S. I don't, you know, I I just, we always try to kind of focus on that. But, you know, there are parts of the country where um, we've talked about this, where people do this a bit more, it's more common, you mm-hmm. know, as far as, you know, you could go and you could, you could know dozens of dozens of families on the same street that maybe live this, this lifestyle. But I think for me, when you hear all these things, the past few years where um, inflation has been up, you know, the prices of the basic goods, the staples that you eat and so on, have gone up and people are having trouble managing those things. And it's gotten me to think about, you know, we've been kind of taught to get on that treadmill of everything is convenience. And it's, you know, over the decades, you know, I guess if you go back to the 50s where the TV dinners came out and, you know, things are supposed to be easier, microwaves and all that kind of thing. But it just kept going and going and going. And at some point there's just so much quote unquote convenience that in some respects you have to ask yourself, is it really costing you less or is it making things a lot more complicated? And I think for me, homesteading and doing things like trying to save, be economical with things like feed and all these different things has gotten me to really think about that. All the convenience are, are we as homesteaders trying to get away from that? And I think for us, we are, mm-hmm. it's helped us to do that. It's helped us to be frugal with things like, you know, preserving food mm-hmm. in different ways and so on. So I think mm-hmm. in those respects, it's kind of helped in situations like this and help us to be prepared as much as we can. There's only so much you can do, but I think, it's provided some good values for us, you know, to uh, live by. So I think it's been good. Yeah, I I definitely would agree. I mean, you know, as homesteaders, we see the world through a different lens. And 
I think you're right when you say about convenience. You know, this world, everything is about, you know, quick and easy and convenient so you can be on and go on and do other things. And it's like, well, that's great. But you know what? Life, real life, isn't convenient. And when you stop to think about how, quote unquote, inconvenient real sustainable living is, although I'm saying this, but I think that, you know, sustainable living, homestead living is convenient. Okay, just for the record. But for those of for those people who think that, you know, homesteading is a little bit crazy, you know, and they say, oh, homesteading is inconvenient. Um, well, life is inconvenient. And real life is inconvenient. Um, and I think that as homesteaders, we have kind of a grip on what real life is, what the reality of life is, because we face it every day on our homestead. Um, the Not this past season, but the season before, we had um, a kid die, um, a goat kid. And, you know, to look in at an animal fighting for its life and knowing that it's dying and seeing life and death on your homestead and knowing that, you know, you are a part of that, whether it be, you know, you're seeing an animal like, you know, the, the kid that we had, the goat kid that we had um, a couple months ago that died or, you know, calling chickens, you know, you're seeing life and death. You're seeing life come and you're seeing life go. So, you know. And you're you're, um, taking or or you're making the efforts to do the best that you can to give them, you know, a good quality of life. Like, for example, chickens, like you mentioned. Mm -hmm. Um, I always think about the you know, Costco, I'm just going to say it, you know, they, they sell those chickens for $5, but they, (laughs) there's a reason why they're so cheap. Oh yeah. And they're pumped with all this stuff, but they're, they're not healthy. And, and we're, I I heard another podcast or a, um, another podcaster say something along the lines of, you know, we're not going for perfection. I like that, that saying, we're not going for perfection. We still fight the urge sometimes to get food out. Right. But Mm -hmm. We try our best. The chicken, for example, we try to raise it ourselves. You know, we know that that's going to be healthier than the stuff we buy at those at the store, um, mm-hmm. big box included. And um, that's a big driver, I think, too, of why we homestead. We can definitely see and taste a difference. Yeah, from what we eat, the chicken. Um, I think you mentioned this recently, the beef. Now we don't, you know, we don't raise cows on our property. Wish we did. We, yeah, but <laughs> we <laughs> that's don't another have the topic. room for it. Yeah. But um, the beef that we do buy, we try to buy in in bulk and, and get it sourced local. Sourced local. Um, and we even had some tonight, a steak and... Porterhouse steak. It was yeah, really porter good. Porterhouse, and it was um, it's grass fed and grass finished. And I know I've mentioned this. I can tell a difference in how that 
beef tastes. Mm-hmm. And so that's part Absolutely. of it. So even if we're not processing or raising those animals ourselves, part of the whole homesteading thing is trying to source locally. Mm-hmm. We do that with milk, with raw milk and so on as well. But that's part of the whole process. So we, we notice a difference. Mm-hmm. And we're not going necessarily for, well, not even necessarily, we're not going for the cheapest, you know, this and that. Um, and we see a difference, you know, in what it, in how it tastes. Yeah. And how you feel. And how you feel. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, I know for me, years ago, I thought I was lactose intolerant. I learned that I'm intolerant to the processed milk, the ultra, yeah, the ultra process or the ultra pasteurized Mm -hmm. milk. And that's my experience. So total difference in drinking it. I know when you've made cheese and making ice cream and so on. And it's a total different taste, but also I feel better. So, you know, that's part of the whole process mm-hmm. and um, definitely worth it in my book. Yeah. And, you know, and that's the thing we've been talking all this season about finances. And, um, you know, the world just took such a, a dip financially. And it's really affected the bottom line of you know, even those of us who try to live as sustainably as possible, um, we like to call it a closed loop system here in our homestead, meaning that there's hardly very little input from the outside world, um, meaning we don't have to buy as much feed. Um, you know, basically all we buy is scratch grains and hay. Um, everything else, like for our chickens, you know, when I say scratch grains, I mean like we buy the seeds. So we buy Milo, we buy barley, we buy oats, oats, uh, rolled, oats. Um, rolled oats, and then uh, cracked, and corn. cracked corn. But, and we give them a little bit of that, but the bulk of what they eat is the scraps that come from our table. Right. And um, some people are surprised when you say this, but you know, you feed them. You can feed them cooked eggs. You don't feed them chicken, but you can feed them Mm -hmm. cooked eggs. You can feed them the shells that Mm -hmm. they produce. And, of course, vegetable scraps. Yeah. You can feed them a host of things. Um, But anyway, you know, so we try to create these systems in place on our homestead where we have just a little bit of input from the outside world. But, um, you know, and even when you are trying to homestead in that way, where your animals are out on pasture, um, where your, your chickens maybe are, you know, free ranging and they're eating bugs and what have you, it's still homesteading is not cheap. It's not an inexpensive endeavor. And I hate to say it that way, but that is the truth. I mean, things cost money. Yeah. If you go to a farmer's market and you look at the fact, I, I, you know, we've, I haven't been to one lately, but if you are used to paying three, $4 for a dozen eggs and you go to your farmer's market and they're $8 or $9, oh, I've man. heard this before, then you're like, well, yeah. why are they that expensive? But, you know, you learn when homesteading there's a bit more to it 
some of it might be paying for your your time, you mm-hmm. know, the person that's charging that, but the costs of certain things. And if those um, individuals are using organic grains and so on. So there's, mm-hmm. there's a whole list of things. But again, something I've kind of thought about is there's a reason why those things at the stores are quote unquote cheaper because you know the factories where the chickens are just Their right next to each are other less the, the ingredients are less quality the chickens live right next to you know there's no room for them to move and so on there's you know cage free is just a label they don't really mm-hmm. get much sun so anyway that's a whole other topic but there's a reason why that stuff's cheaper and it's not as good for you so you know we've talked about financial storm, increasing the value of your homestead. We did do um interview with Natalie from Living the Dream. Um but yeah, that, that we did several episodes on financial. So yeah, so you know, and that's that's really the point, you know, for me is that Homesteading does cost money. You can do it inexpensively. Um, You can get yourself started inexpensively. And we do have an episode on that. Um, And we also have a downloadable um, on our website where you can go to the resource tab on our our website and download. um, There's a form there or a... um, printable where a PDF form where you can, you know, follow a couple steps on how to start homesteading inexpensively. But, you know, this season we really focused on trying to increase the value, especially for those of us who've been homesteading for a little while, really increasing the value of your homestead, making your homestead valuable for you specifically so that there's so much value on your homestead that to walk away from your homestead would be nearly impossible to do because your homestead is feeding you, housing you. Um, it's producing all sorts of things for you. So um, I thought, I think out of, I have to say though, out of all of the episodes that we did this season, my favorite one was my interview with um, Natalie from Living the Dream Permaculture. And I'm happy to say that she has agreed to be back on um, with us. So hopefully we will be sharing another um, exciting episode with Natalie um, because she is just absolutely awesome. And then um, what was one of your favorite episodes this season that we did? Um, I think, I think the one of financial storm is coming shelter in place was interesting Mm -hmm. because when we talked about the topic that, that title just kind of came about and it was just interesting kind of leading into it. And I, like, uh, like I said before, I think it's interesting kind of looking at the, the two things, homesteading and then, all the stuff that's going on and really, really getting that grasp of, you know, homesteading can really help, even though there's expenses to it. Sometimes there's upfront costs for things and whatnot, but maintenance, but um, it really gets you to, to focus on trying your best to conserve 
you know. So I thought that was a really good topic. And I think in general, when we talk about things like this in this area, I think we find when we look at um, past episodes, we see that people are really interested in getting into homesteading and how you set the things up. And um, I think this one is has been an interesting topic for us to kind of review. Definitely. Definitely. Um, I, I would agree. I, I'd have to say that's my second favorite episode this season was, was that particular um, episode about the financial storm. Cause you know, you can see it just brewing. I mean, with everything as of the recording of this, that's going on in Israel, the world just seems like it's in turmoil. Um, it doesn't seem like it's in turmoil. It is in turmoil. Um, you have protests left and right. Crime is out of control. Um, the homelessness, you know, you walk into town and, and when I say town, I'm talking about the city, but, um, you know, the big city for us. But when you're around there, you can see and you can almost you can almost feel it in the air. It's almost palpable because it's like you can feel this sense of hopelessness yeah, and anger. And, and it's like anger for what, 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 what are we angry for? And for most people, I think it's angry because of the financial systems, the way that it is and it's right hard. now. It's, it's not easy. It's mm-hmm. difficult. It's, you know, you, you just go back a few years and it's, more difficult today than it was just four years ago. Right. And I think you mentioned, you know, you see, well, you see it on people's faces, how they react, their attitudes. But also, um, I think you mentioned, you noticed it, you were looking at people's shopping carts one time and you yeah, were noticing that was just a recently. difference, right? What were yeah, you what I was seeing is that people aren't putting as many things in their shopping cart. You know, it used to be, um, especially like if you see a mom with two kids, you know, you know that shopping cart's going to be full, right? Um, but you don't see that. At least I don't see that as much. Um, if I'm at a grocery store, I notice people's, shopping carts are pretty limited and that's because of the finances, you know, the finances, the finances, you know, people's finances are, um, it's tight and it's, it's really sad because if you listen to the reports, they'll tell you everything is great. The economy is doing well, yada, yada, but that's not true because people are losing jobs People are getting, you know, salaries cut. They're working two to three different jobs just I, to put food I think on the there table. There was another bank failure recently, right? This past weekend, and that's all hush hush. It's amazing. Yeah, you that was a bank failure, and yeah, it's hush hush. It was hush. on the FDIC's website because I think we heard a blurp about a blip about bank. it. Citizens Bank of um, Sac City, Iowa. And couldn't find a whole lot in the news about it. Actually, really nothing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you go to the FDIC's website and sure enough, they mention it there and, mm-hmm. you know, who was, they were the receiver and who they turned it over and all that. But it, yeah, it's interesting that I think that was the fifth one this year. Yeah. And yeah, not much of a mention in the news. So, hmm. 
Something's brewing. There's Something's a storm brewing. coming. But yeah, so it's again, it's just these these types of um, discussions are good because it helps us to get you know to really focus, try to be, the best that we can to be prepared, save where we can, and um, you know that helps our family. Yeah. Well, next season, it's our intent. Hopefully, <laughs> our intention is to talk about raising your meat, your own meat on your homestead. So um, what we're going to be doing is interviewing different people. Um, so hopefully that will all work out. And that new season starts the first week of January. 2024. Yeah. Okay. So it has been real. Um, and if you don't know by now, we usually take off these last two months of the year so that we can be with friends and family and have some downtime over the holiday seasons. So, so from all of us to all of you, wherever you are in the world, happy homesteading and please be safe out there. <laughs>